Hi, everybody, and uh, welcome to another edition of BMW iVentures Agile Precision Podcast. Today, I am chatting with Mike Otworth, the CEO of Pure Cycle Technologies that we very recently invested in. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Mike, I'm going to jump into this because there is a lot of buzz and excitement about this company, and you recently managed to raise uh, $250 million in a municipal bond to build a uh, $100 million pound per year recycling plant. Um, but then if I look at my life, I've got a recycling bin in my kitchen. It was just picked up by a big truck on the sidewalk this morning. I think every corner in San Francisco has got a recycling trash can on it. Isn't recycling a solved problem? Why are people so excited about Pure Cycle? Yeah, unfortunately, it's far from being a solved problem. And, you know, Greg, even though you may collect all of the plastic, uh, it's generated in your household and it may all get picked up. Um, you know, in the case of polypropylene, which is the largest category of plastic that's used today uh, worldwide, in North America, less than 1% of polypropylene is recycled. So it may be get picked up, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't end up in the landfill and it doesn't mean that it doesn't end up leaking out into the environment and getting into our waterways and, and creating a big pollution problem. So what what is that reason? Why is so little recycled, even though I feel like a lot of people think they're recycling a lot of stuff? Why isn't the stuff getting actually recycled? In the case of polypropylene, it's really a problem of economics. So uh, traditional means of recycling polypropylene uh, have been mechanical in nature and you're just grinding up, uh, maybe washing, but largely grinding up the waste stream polypropylene. And what you get as a result of that is pretty low quality. Uh, it's generally black or, or gray. It often has a lot of residual odor. And so it's really only suitable for lower value products. And, you know, as we all know, um, you know, people only pay uh, small amounts of money for lower value products. And so um, there is an economic incentive for anybody in the kind of collection infrastructure um, to collect something that can only be made for into low value products that he's really willing to pay for. Yeah, so so it really just means that the economics don't work out for traditional recycling because it's garbage in, garbage out. Um, but what is it that Pure Cycle really does that changes these economics? Yeah, when we looked at really what the global unmet need is, um, the, the need is for recycled polypropylene that can be used interchangeably with virgin resin such that customers don't have to make any compromise in terms of appearance, in terms of performance, uh, in terms of odor. Um, you know, we, we have uh, an offtake partner who is a big multinational company and they were looking for uh, a rather innocuous application where they could use recycled polypropylene. They looked across their product categories and decided on cat litter. Um, and uh, so, you know, they figured, hey, you know, even if the jug is black or gray, we'll stick a big sticker on it and, you know, no one will care. And they started getting calls that the product was defective. And when they dug into the problem, they found out that uh, the, the cat litter actually was absorbing the residual odor from the mechanically recycled polypropylene. And the cats would walk up to the litter box and kind of, you know, give the, give their, hu give their human that look, are you kidding me? I'm not, I'm not stepping <laughs> in this funky smelling cat litter. And so I, I think that kind of uh, uh, graphically <laughs> describes the nature of the problem, right? It's, um, you know, nobody wants to make those kind of compromises. So in essence, you're taking garbage in, but 
putting pristine sort of virgin quality plastic is coming out the other side of your your system, right? Um, and I think if if people go over to the Peer Cycle website and take a look at this, you're seeing uh, it's it's frankly it's incredible. You're seeing black, dirty, smelly, which you can't smell through the website, right? But smelly plastic going in, and this incredible crystal clear, pure, um, high quality uh, resin coming out the other side. Um, it, it almost seems too good to be true. So um, you know, where does this tech come from, and uh, and how does it work? Yeah, it was uh, this technology was uh, born at Procter and Gamble, uh, and you know they they really scoured the global technology landscape in hopes of finding uh, an answer to the problem. And in the absence of finding anything, they just uh, resorted to trying to work on something themselves. So they they provided some budget to one of their very bright young PhD polymer scientists, and you know he said, look, you know decades of work have been trying to solve this problem using mechanical recycling or chemical recycling. Neither of those categories have really rendered an answer. So maybe what I should be doing is taking a blank sheet of paper and looking for an entirely new approach. And he did, and he found one. Um, and it's a purification process that isn't mechanical, yet there's no chemical reaction that takes place in our, pro in our process. You know, the result of that is we, we can use really any feedstocks that are a high percentage of polypropylene. Um, it doesn't matter how dirty they are. It doesn't matter how colored they are. Um, we don't have to compete with other recyclers for what they view as the good stuff. Um, you know, we can recycle things like used carpet or metalized film uh, that chip bags are made out of. And this is material that nobody's really ever wanted in the past. That's incredible. Um and I think if, if I, as, as a complete layman, really look at this, um, it's, it's not that you're chopping this stuff up and melting it down, uh, which is the way that most recycling works. This is almost like you are at the atomic level washing the plastic, right? Um, would that maybe be a kind of good layman summary of, of what you're doing? Yeah. So under, under certain conditions of temperature and pressure, um, you know, we can, we can se separate out um, the polypropylene from anything else that's in there. Um, and we have a kind of final, uh, you know, filtration step that if there's any residual color uh, left, it will take out that color. So, so indeed what you get as a finished product looks uh, almost identical to virgin resin, um, you know, and uh, it, it smells fine and, uh, you know, it can be used for uh, almost any application and it's will be food contact grade. So, you know, a lot of that stuff, polypropylene that you would collect from your house, butter containers, um, you know, yogurt cups, um, that's all food contact grade. And that's a big part of the market for polypropylene. So it, it, need, it needs to be pure and hygienic. Yep, absolutely. Well, let me maybe just put my cynical hat on here for a second, because I think, you know, we read so many news reports of some scientific breakthrough, um, and then you kind of check in five years later and it didn't pan out, or even the scientists are saying it's decades away. Um, how real is this and how close to actually being a, a real scalable process uh, are you? Well, I can tell you if this was a science project, I wouldn't be involved in it. Um, you know, the, the businesses that I uh, get involved in operating and, and capitalizing, 
uh, are funded externally, you know, from outside investors. Um, you know, they want something real. They want something that can be commercialized on a rapid pace. They want to see revenue generation in their lifetimes, you know, if not immediately. And so, you know, there's not a tolerance for, for science projects. So when we start doing due diligence on an opportunity like this, um, we dig very deeply. Um, as you can imagine, doing a $250 million municipal bond offering, um, you know, they're the underwriters for that offering hired an engineering firm and they dug very deeply uh, into the technology and the viability of the technology. So, no, you know, as you know, we've supplied uh, BMW with samples. We're supplying other customers and potential customers with samples. And, uh, you know, it's real. You can see it and you can feel it. And, and it's being molded into parts, uh, and those parts are being tested in every conceivable way. And um, you know, so far, um, all of the all of the parts that have been molded from our resin have have passed with flying colors. And I think I would be remiss if if I didn't also ask a little bit about the the strategy um, here, because I think what we saw over the last you know twenty years around recycling was that because the economics didn't make sense, it ended up being a sort of low cost center poorer countries taking it on, um, it polluting a lot of those environments. Um, this is why China stopped taking recycled plastic, why we've seen it moving to even poorer economies like uh, Bangladesh and places like that. And, and frankly, it's a business that not a lot of people want around um, because it is so dirty. Um, and when we look at something like yourselves, you know, the, the first um, factory is in Ironton, Ohio. Um, it's uh, obviously had a lot of environmental oversight on it with you raising such a large bond for it. So maybe just talk a little bit about why it is that this is the type of uh, factory that is not like a traditional recycling uh, factory that um, people maybe wouldn't want in their backyard. Yeah, um, well, you know, I, I would start by saying that, um, you know, we use, we don't really generate anything bad as a result of the process. Um, you know, we, we use a gas as a solvent, but it's used in a closed loop uh, type of system um, where, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no byproduct that's created. You know, we, we take some things out of the, the colors, dyes, and pigments and organics out of the process, but um, it's not toxic. Um, you know, it actually can be used in some different types of businesses, including construction. So I think we'll we'll have find some good uses for, you know, the bit of byproduct that is generated uh, from our process. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just not really a dirty process. It's efficient. There's, uh, there's not much lost. And uh, actually our process uses a fraction of the energy that's required to make new plastic. So, so, you know, sometimes uh, the, the bugaboo with recycling is that the process takes a lot more energy uh, than it does to make the product when it's new. Um, and that's one of the things that really excited me about this opportunity when it was first presented to us. Um, you know, when we found out that it would take a fraction of the energy, wow, that, that's really a big relief for anybody evaluating a process like this because you're, you're always fearful of the energy consumption. And in this case, it's just not an issue. Yeah, so I, I think just to, just to wrap up, um we at iVentures are incredibly excited about this. Um, our thesis around sustainable and climate investing is uh, you really do need to 
uh, find businesses that are fundamentally changing the economics of these. Because if you don't have a real business model, then you're effectively running a philanthropic organization. And philanthropic organizations um, are very difficult when it comes to actually fundamentally changing how the world runs, right? Um, and what we're so excited about PeerCycle is that um, you can produce a better product, change the economics of the entire recycling industry, um, and solve a whole bunch of the fundamental problems with recycling um, that uh, ultimately have held back recycling for the last many decades. So um, outside of just being excited about being able to put recycled plastics into our vehicles, um, I think we're far more excited about the, the possibility that just a higher percentage of plastics in the world will be recycled um, because you allow that to happen for the first time. Um, so no, thank you very much for, for spending this time with us. Um, we're excited to hear lots of news around uh, hopefully going public and uh, new future plants and uh, really glad to have you on the portfolio. So thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me, Greg. I enjoyed it.